Probiotics can be an important part of your daily routine, and they certainly are a part of mine, but sometimes they are a hassle to take. Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny, but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply, valid through July 31st. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea here. I think we all know that hair loss has the power to kind of shatter your confidence. Not kind of. It really shatters your confidence. And that's where Zion Health comes in. Founded by top doctors in hair restoration, Zion offers both medicated and non-medicated treatments for men and women with thinning hair. Guys, unless you do something or talk to someone, your hair loss will only get worse. I'm not kidding, unfortunately. So get your confidence back on track and visit Zion xyonhealth.com to get support today. That's xyonhealth.com. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. While I'm taking um, the month of September off of doing stand-up, I return on October 1st to complete my vaccinated and horny tour. October, November, and December. I have new dates up. I kick it off in Saratoga, California, and I'm coming to all parts of California, Long Beach, Bakersfield. I'm coming to Niagara Falls, Tucson, Arizona, Colorado, Minneapolis, San Diego, Reading, Pennsylvania, and Baltimore, Maryland, just to name a few. There's also some Floridian dates in there since this will be my last year that I'm able to go inside the state of Florida. So check out ChelseaHandler.com for more stand-up dates for my vaccinated and horny tour. These are my last dates. Okay. Hi, Catherine. Oh, hi, Chelsea. Oh, my God. Hello. Welcome to the studio. We're in studio together in Los Angeles. Uh, Los Angeles. I love when we get to be together. I know. I know. It's so nice. Yes. And now that we sit on the same side of the window, especially. (laughs) Especially. Not especially, guys. I did an announcement on my Instagram, a PSA, as I like to call them, about the words especially and expresso, that they do not have X's in them, that they are S's. Actually, you know, there were a couple comments about it's like, oh, that's being really racist. Racist, thinking about how different cultures use uh-huh. language and different educational systems and it's mm-hmm. a socioeconomic classes thing to say. I'm like, 
Not at all. That's <laughs> that is a thing that like white college educated people are abusing that exactly. word. Expect when they say especially. I don't consider Did I get that. it wrong. I got it wrong. Did you say especially? I, I honestly don't remember. Well, exhibit A then. <laughs> I mean, it's just Who can tell. Anyway. Oh, fuck. But I don't... liked your regime regimen yeah. uh, correction because I mean, man, I hear it all the time and it drives me nuts. Yeah. So and then why is that not racist? Regime and regimen and <laughs> or classist. If it's like it's like, no, you're correcting grammar. Grammar should be used correctly. And uniformly. No? Yeah. Anyway, I love the language. <laughs> and that's my passion. Chelsea, we did have a, a little bit of an interesting snafu over the last couple of days with our Dear Chelsea podcast email. Oh, God, I know. I'm <laughs> such an idiot. Uh, she's like, I, Ben Bruno's going to be on the podcast, and she's Catherine's like texted me and said, hey, would you get some questions about fitness for Ben Bruno? Because he's too, we'll talk about anything else. <laughs> and and then I was like, oh, Dear Chelsea Podcast at gmail.com. And it's Dear Chelsea Project at gmail.com, which actually makes no sense. No, at all. it doesn't. Because this was like just a, <laughs> like a secret project at the beginning. So that was the email. A secret project. But then, you know, of course, people are saying in your DMs, like, oh my God, we can't get through. It says unavailable. Oh, yeah. So what Brad did, he's just a lifesaver. He went and set up. Dear Chelsea Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, guys, thank you, Brad, for doing that, for picking up the pieces of my messy Saturday mornings. <laughs> but my favorite thing, Chelsea, I did not tell you this before, but you did a correction and I had a picture and you had the correction on there and it was the same wrong email address. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just was like, well, it's set up my now. My attention to detail is unparalleled. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, so I just thought I'd let you in on that. But you know what? I think now we're going to just change it. So, no, guys, you can write in <laughs> to Dear and Chelsea now Podcast. I'll start calling it Dear Chelsea Project she at sure gmail.com. Yes. I'll go back. <laughs> Don't worry. They'll both work now. So send away. And, and then we and then Ben Bruno and I did like an Instagram story when I was at his gym the other morning. And I did it wrong, too. I said, Dear Chelsea Podcast or Dear Chelsea Podcast. <laughs> Amazing. Just don't send it to dearchelsea at gmail.com because that's a different person. If you person. heard it from me, don't use that email address. <laughs> Just check with me, guys. Just, yeah, get in my DMs. I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you know where to send it. My guest today is an old friend from Chelsea Lately Days, who everyone will know. And he's on RuPaul's Drag Race. He is the co-host of The Drew Barrymore Show, which has just been picked up for season three. So congratulations on that. And he has his own new podcast, which premiered mid-September, and it is called Hello, Ross, and I will be on the very first episode. Ross Matthews, everybody. Hi, hi, hi. Look who's there. I'm so happy to see you. Hi, cutie patootie, fresh and fruity. <laughs> Extra fruity. What's up? Where are you? are you in LA? I am. Where are you? Palm Springs? No, no, no. We're, we we bought a house in uh, Long Island, so we're here because we're starting Drew up again. I thought you bought a place in Palm Springs. So I have a house in Palm Springs, and then when I came here for Drew, and then married Welly, he's based in Long Island because that's where he works here. Okay. So we bought a house here, and I love it out here. Oh, that's great! And so, are you going to keep your place in Palm Springs? Mm -hmm. We're back and forth. My brother lives there. It's like a compound, you know. My brother lives there with the dogs. He watches them. Oh, <laughs> cute. So cute. Oh, so I cute. love it. Congratulations. Thank you. There's so much to catch up on. And hi, by the way. Hi. This is my producer, Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Everybody, hi. Ross Matthews is here today. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Ross Matthews. 
it is so good to see you. It has been too long. I mean, even though we did get to get together and have like a, a happy hour thing not that long ago. Yeah. It was, you remember? Yeah, I was there. You were there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> New York City. I, what bar were we at? Uh, the famous. The Ritz. Uh, oh. St. Regis. St. Regis. That's right. What's yeah. that bar called? I never remember, but they have the popcorn of my life there. Remember that truffle popcorn that I have since yes. emulated? I figured yeah. out how to make it. So good. We oh. had a re little reunion. It was Fortune and Jax and Welly, uh, Ross's now husband, and Joe Coy, yes, yes. myself, and we all went, and it was so much fun. And it was like a little, yeah, that was a really fun night. I saw those pictures on the Instagram. Uh huh. They were yeah. on the gram. Well, Joe Coy and I have broken up, Ross. I'm sure that you've heard. I know. I did hear. I texted you. I you know. know. I love you both, and that that one that would hurt. I have to say, did it hurt me as much as it hurt you? Uh, Did yes. it hurt me more? Uh, maybe. I don't know. No, it hurt me. It was it was painful. Yeah. It was, you know, it's hard to break up anytime, especially yeah. when you, you know, thought you were going to be with somebody for a long time. It's hard to like go, wait a second. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. That sucks. It's not and fun. And also, I think so many people invested in you guys. You know, I think it was it yeah. was something we needed after the pandemic. And you know what? It was still, it was beautiful. It was beautiful for what it was and when it was. And I hope your heart is good. Yeah, it is. I'm good now. I feel a lot of, uh, I've healed a lot in the last couple of months. It's only been a couple of months, but I feel a lot. I think now we were talking about this on another podcast earlier this week. I have to say, like, having the skills from going to therapy about how to deal with grieving and the end of a relationship and to act like an adult instead of like a kid is the best mm. gift ever too. Like I love the way that I have behaved and I can't say that about many times in my life. <laughs> like, I've been there for some of those times. I can, I can believe you. I can attest to my bad behavior, but like, especially with breakups, when there's drama or there's hurt feelings or there's egos involved, it's so easy to lower your vibration and to fight nasty instead of taking the high road and always just being like, it's okay. It's okay. It didn't work out. Can we go deep for a second? Because I had a thought. Sure. I think grief, grief, and I'm someone who's dealt with grief, right? I lost both my parents. It's been, it was, it's tough. You know, you have to learn how to do that. You've done that as well. I think grief is grief, whether it's a breakup or a death or a loss. It is, it is what it is. And I feel like the first time you really experience grief is how you approach it for the rest of forever. You know what I yep. mean? Until you do the work to change it. And so if you first experienced grief as a young kid, maybe you, you went back there, even in adulthood, until you learned how to navigate it correctly. And I, and you did as the young kid. I think about that all the time. That, that you went through that when you're so yeah young. that's true glennon doyle said something like that she had heard something like sometimes you recreate all of your childhood trauma to try and correct it and correct your reaction to it and the ending to mm. things and yeah i agree with that i mean the only thing you can ever hope for in this lifetime is to become more evolved i mean for me i always just want to get more informed more evolved and become a better version of myself right yeah and you fuck it up the first time and the second time and the third time. And by like the fourth time, let's get our shit together. Right. And that, yeah. that's quite kind of life. If you can by the fourth time kind of figure it out, then you're, you're on the right track. I and think. also, I think something that's really valid is having an interest. <laughs> we were just talking to somebody who thought, you know, therapy was self-indulgent or navel gazing or unnecessary. It's like it is so important 
to be with somebody who has the capacity and the knowledge to be smart enough to understand that there are things inside of us that need to be examined, that there are, you have to self-examine. You have to understand why you do things so that you don't hurt people and that you don't behave in a childish way when you're an adult, you know, like that's no fun. You have to do that. But I think if you want to be in any sort of elevated relationship with yourself or with anybody else that really can go anywhere, then you have to do the work. I mean, some people are fine just sitting there, not examining things, not working it out. But I promise you, and you're, you know, I look at your growth just in terms of like your heart and just knowing you for how many years has it been now? Almost 20 years. Probably. probably. Yeah, probably. You know, I see it in you and not that you needed to, but I see a different version of you now, an evolved version. I think we all do, you know, and I love that you're so open about that. journey. Well, I mean, it's, it is a compliment. It is. I know you've been through some difficult breakups and now you're Mm. in a real happy relationship. How did that work for you, that kind of arc? I think you have to be grateful and sort of make such peace with whatever you've been through because it does sort of form who you are. And I have been able, you know, I met my husband, which is so weird to say, but my husband (laughs) I met almost three years ago. And if I hadn't met him when I met him as a human I was, when I met him, I wouldn't have been ready for what he has done for me in terms of holding a mirror up to me and holding a mirror up to the world, you know, as a person of color, a gay immigrant person of color who's worked his way up in this life to become a doctor of education. And he just showed me what that journey was like. And it made me understand what being a white man here was like and what being a flawed human is like. And he's just made me so much better. And I wouldn't have been ready for it if I hadn't gone through all of it, you know, and here I am. I think I'm ready. Oh, I love that. His husband's name is Wellington, which I love. I love a name like Wellington. Uh-huh. It sounds like he should be on, oh, what's that stupid teenage? Down Abbey. Well, that, <laughs> but the other, the updated child, Bridget, Bridgerton, uh, Wellington. Oh, I watch that show too. Yeah, Bridgerton. You know, the best thing about Welly is, you know, he's a very important educational thinker and all that. But every time I go, what do you want for dinner? He goes, you want beef Wellington? And then he shakes it. <laughs> he goes, you like your beef Wellington. Well done. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So Ross is on the Drew Barrymore show. They're a delightful combo platter, I must say. And you guys are going back. What season are you going back to? Yeah, season three we're starting. And you know, Chelsea, you've known me for a long time. And I, when I grew up in a little farm town, I used to watch Regis and Kathy Lee just like talk and think like, oh my God, they get to like talk to each other and then interview celebrities. That's what I want to do. And and it's been the goal forever. And I, I can't believe I get to do it every day with Drew Barrymore. It's crazy. You came on the show, right? And it was so nice to have you on. And she's just a dream. Yeah, Drew's a very special, unique individual. Drew mm-hmm. has gone through her sets of trauma and, yeah, all of the stuff. But she always manages to be sunny side up is how I would describe yeah. her. She's always, yeah. I mean, she can, you know, she's not perfect in terms of like being in a happy mood all the time. But her genuine spirit is that. Her like neutral vibrates above happy. You know what I mean? (laughs) She's in that gear. And I kind of do that too. But, you know, she's somebody who, again, has put in the work. You think about where she's been. Sometimes I'll bring it up. You know, what were you doing when you were 13? And she'll be like, I was in the mental institution. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I understood. So she's really like been through it and come out on this place just full of gratitude. Not a Pollyanna, not cheesy. She really comes by honestly, but she's the real deal. You know, I didn't know her before doing the show. I just sort of popped in one day and we like clicked. How long did how long did it take you guys to click? 
about about three and a half minutes, I think. And then she was like, can you come back tomorrow? And I was like, sure. And then they said, can you come back next week? Okay. And then I just never left, Chelsea. It's like uh, you know, when I did your show, I just showed up. Same thing on RuPaul, same thing on Jay Leno. I just sort of show up and then people are like, I guess we'll keep him. I'm like a rescue dog. You know, they're like, I like him, I guess. I'm used to him. That's cute. That's cute. So what goes on on Long Island? What part of Long Island are you on? So we're on the North Shore. I don't know anything about all I knew about Long Island is that it was far away from California. But uh, we just bought a house here because my husband, like I said, he works out here and then it's a quick train ride into the city. But I love it. I thought it was sort of like cheesy. And then I realized, oh, this is where the Barefoot Contessa lives. And then it all started <laughs> it all started making sense to me. I was like, I can have burrata and caprese and, you know, I could flip my <laughs> denim collar up and life is going to be great. So I love it here. And you know what? Can I tell you a quick story? That yeah. Really nice what I'm going to tell you anyway. So I had a dream. I've always been scared of cats because there's this terrible neighbor cat that was so mean to me growing up. So I just scared. And then about 15 years ago, I had a dream about a gray cat. I've thought about this gray cat for 15 years, you know, thinking about one day a gray cat's going to show up. I bought this house in Long Island. The morning after we moved in, I walk into the backyard and a gray cat walks up to me and starts nuzzling me. And I named her Joy until I found out that she's a boy. So now it's Joy Boy. And Joy Boy is here every single day. And it means to me, I'm on the right track. Right? Uh, I'm here for a reason. I'm supposed to be it. here. That's such a cute story. I'm, in, I'm into all of that shit. I'm all into symbolism and signs. Catherine and I just started reading this book about this neuroscientist who basically discovers mysticism and spirituality and the meaning of the universe and and which scientists are like, no, nothing ever, nothing ever happens because it's supposed to. Everything's an mm -hmm. accident. Everything's an accident unless it's proven by science. And she just had her, you know, Switch flipped. Yeah. Either way. I think it works either way. I don't know. Well, for you, it does. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. Thank she you had her switch flipped and she's like, oh, no, there's like a cosmic element to everything. And there's symbolism and there's premonitionary, 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 premonitionary dreams. I think it's just missionary. Missionary? <laughs> premonitionary dreams. Mm. Like my friend Wendy always has premonitionary dreams. She dreams something and then it happens. And mm -hmm. it's like, what's that about? You know what I mean? Because we all have a, a like a psychic ability. And I just, I love that stuff. I think that the more open-minded you are, the more you see. It's so well put. I used to roll my eyes at like crystals and bullshit. I always called it that until I went through my big breakup. And then I Someone, a friend brought me to a crystal store and like a literally a piece of stone changed my life. It's Moldavite. And I just have hung on to it. And, and I thought to myself, you know, if the moon can pull the tide, there's something going on with energy. So if you can just accept it as opposed to try to explain it to yourself, like I like what you said, you see things other people can't see. Yeah. If you were to walk into a room where like two people have just been arguing, you feel it. That's energy. Mm -hmm. That's all that is. When they say you can cut it with a knife, it's true. It's, well, it's also like right. when somebody fakes their energy, when they come in and they try to be happy, but you can tell something's gone on and they're not in a good mm -hmm. spot. That's mm -hmm. that's energy. And it's mm -hmm. completely transferable. And tra well, and it's transparent. Yeah. Like you can totally see right through it. So, yeah, the people who don't take that seriously or think my beliefs are my beliefs and it's intransigent and I'm not willing to change my opinion. It's like, well, then you're wrong. Definitely. <laughs> if you're not willing to have your mind change, then you're wrong. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you just can accept the fact that even your instinct is energy, then there you go. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's right there. We've all felt that thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, Ross, on our podcast, we take callers and we give advice. And these are real-life situations and serious problems. So you okay. better fucking have a shot of tequila and get ready, okay? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just, I have, all I have here is water, but I'm going to be hydrated. That's Let's my go. breast milk that I sent to you. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm, it's utterly delicious. Thank you. It's almond milk, actually. I pump fresh <laughs> almond milk every morning. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back for some questions. Okay, Ross and I are going to give each other a little rubber ducky massage now. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. 
drugs and the officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. That was fast. I so fast. All right. Well, our first I just question. want to mention before you oh, start sure. that there is a neon sign behind Ross with his name written in cursive in oh. pink neon. And I would expect nothing fucking less. <laughs> Thank you. It all, I have a remote control and I can change that to blue if you want. Oh. Boom. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I got this on at a little boutique called Amazon. <laughs> oh, I've never heard of Amazon. <laughs> it's cute. And I also had no idea it was pronounced like that. So look at me learning. <laughs> yeah, I think it's French. Well, our first question comes from sad friend. Dear Chelsea, one of my good friends, someone who I considered my best friend in college, just unfollowed me on Instagram. She didn't tell me about this, and I just figured it out three months later. I confronted her about it, and she said she doesn't like my boyfriend. She told me that she didn't want to see him on my stories and my posts. The problem is, this is not a new boyfriend. We've been dating for eight years all throughout college. I didn't realize she disliked my boyfriend this much, and it's not a sentiment I've received from any of my other friends. She mentioned once in passing that she didn't want to hang around him, and I thought, okay, whatever. But I just think it's so weird that she unfollowed me. It also makes me think that her hatred of him matters more than our friendship. I don't even hang out with them together, so I'm not sure what the problem is. Do you think it's a sign that she no longer wants to be friends and this was her way of saying it? I'm not sure I even want to continue the friendship if she couldn't have an open conversation with me about this before she resorted to unfollowing me and not telling me about it. Sincerely, a sad friend. Oh, that hurts your feelings. That is sad. I have a very strong opinion about this, though. Yes. Good. Tell us. 
Okay, goodbye. Thank you so much. If you're going to unfollow me after knowing me, with instead of picking up the phone and saying, hey, I have a real problem with your boyfriend. There's things about him I don't like about his character or his qualities and as a human. And I, I think maybe you can do better. You're not going to have that grown-up conversation, but you're going to unfollow me. Well, you're not capable of being my friend anymore. Thank you so much. Next. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fuck that person. Unfollowing as somebody is as a friend is really aggressive. I don't even want to unfollow other celebrities that annoy me that I'm not friends with because yeah. I know they're mm-hmm. going to see it. So yeah. you can easily mute somebody when you don't want to yes. see anything that they're doing. That's an option, everybody. But yeah, your friend is an asshole. That's not a real reason. How could she dislike your boyfriend after eight years and then not say anything? And that's how she tells you. So yeah. I'm glad that you're open to not being friends with her again because that's probably the route I would take not probably that is the route I would take yeah I would also look at the boyfriend though just in case maybe the friend had a point you know what I mean like examine just let that sink in too but uh, goodbye to the friend she's not a grown-up yeah and also you can take a survey from your other friends and see if there's an issue with your boyfriend that anybody else has you know if you're interested in learning about that or you think that there might be something up with your boyfriend or your boyfriend might be an asshole then you should ask your other friends and whose opinions you trust and when you're asking for honesty that gives a person a lot more license and a bigger avenue to be honest mm-hmm. rather than them giving you unsolicited opinions. Can you imagine being a grown up like this? These people are probably almost 30 because eight years ago they were in college, right? So they're almost 30. Being a grown up and your biggest move is to unfollow somebody. I know. <laughs> like when Instagram comes up in regular conversations and somebody says, like, when any adult says something about somebody being followed or following someone on Instagram, I'm like, excuse me, uh, sir, how old are you? Yeah. Here's a sentence I've never said to my life. Oh, she didn't like my photo. I've never. Once. Who would say that? It's like Instagram is our touchstone for like being alive. I don't like that to be the barometer for anything. Yeah. Ever. I have to say, I kind of have a little bit of a different opinion on this. I honestly feel like if you're following me, if you're not following me, like, who cares? I'm sort of like, do your thing. I have friends that I love in real life, and I cannot follow them online because they're frankly just obnoxious online. (laughs) But at the same time, I do think that a lot of people believe that Instagram or TikTok is a proxy for friendship. It's like, if you're not sending me memes, if you're not following me, you're not my friend. But at the same time, I think the mute button can be your very best friend and spare everybody's feelings. But I don't know. What do you guys think about this? A lot of people take it so seriously. I don't know. It's kind of sad to be that, to care that much about it. Don't you think? Am I, I mean, am I just old? Do we miss the window <laughs> of like, we didn't grow up with Instagram. So maybe we don't get the value of it. We're just sort of like, I get the value of it, but I don't like the relationship with it when it becomes mm, yes. a little bit too interdependent. I mean, yes, I'm on Instagram all the time. I'm checking things. I'm writing to people. I'm answering things. And I'm looking at my... You're a good commenter. You're always in there. Yeah, I like to give people support and do that. But I also don't like it to run me. Like if I I notice that I've been on or my screen time says, oh, you've been up five hours. You've added this week or day or whatever. I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I, if I'm on vacation, I put my phone down. I don't touch it, you know, usually all day. So it is a very tricky relationship. And we know it's addictive. It's addicting. And you become an addict and i mean i already have enough addiction so so i don't need that to be one of another one you know (laughs) i get it (laughs) well our next question comes from noah and he's on the phone with us here oh is it noah from the affair of course it is okay i love that character (laughs) dear chelsea I've been single for a few years now and haven't gotten past two-ish dates with anyone since that time. I'm pretty independent, but nevertheless a bit of a romantic. 
I wouldn't say I'm in a rush because I have very close friends who I spend a good deal of time with. And during the height of the pandemic, I was quite content being alone, reading, watching TV, taking long walks without the expectation to interact with society. But things are changing now and I'm wanting more. I live in Minneapolis and the population of gay men here isn't what it is in, say, Chicago, NYC or San Francisco. It's a big, small town. And you can expect that if you start to date someone, you probably know their ex. Plus, everyone here settles down, further limiting available men. To complicate it even more, I'm a kinky bottom and finding men that complement that part of me or that are open to open relationships is even harder. If they exist here, I already know who they are. Despite having the best friends I've ever had in my life and the fact that the quality of life here is so nice, I live blocks away from four different lakes, multiple parks, and pay less than $700 for my rent, I want to move eventually. But I'm a historian and museum professional, and believe it or not, there isn't a huge job market for historians these days. I'm willing to date long distance, but how do you even meet someone to begin a long distance relationship? How do I make moves towards what I want when I seem stuck where I am? Noah. Hi, Noah. Hi. Hi. What, Noah? I didn't know Noah was going to actually be here. He's Noah, here. hi. We were just going to talk about you like you weren't here. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm glad to be here with both of you, all of you. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we have our our gay man is here today, so he can really, I'm going to let you jump off on this, Ross. You take the well, lead listen, first. You're, you're in lucky little kinky bottom because <laughs> Uncle Ross is here. We have by a the couple way. other kinky bottoms on the Zoom. <laughs> Listen, I love that you put that out there. And that is the number one thing you can do when you're looking for love. And you're, I should say, when you're ready for love is to put it out there. Now, do not poo-poo on Minneapolis. It is a great gay city. You know, I every time I'm in Minneapolis, I go to the saloon and order the what? The tater tots because they are crisp. <laughs> they are perfect. Minneapolis is, uh, it is very gay there. But I also understand when you say it's a little big city. And so if you meet someone, you do probably know their ex. Have you found that when you put it out there, are you on the apps, like putting it out there, what you're into in terms of sexually? Oh yeah, I'm on the apps and I, I don't have a hard time uh finding what I need sexually it's finding mm. that component of like the romantic with the sexual because there are folks that are in relationships here and open and so I can usually find folks that are into what I'm into it just so happens that they're not available to date I wonder if simultaneously if you could be like on the the grind or the hookup apps to be getting your kinky bottom insatiable needs fed and simultaneously on a, a different kind of app, right? Like maybe the Tinder where it's not all butthole pictures, right? I have a variety of them, yeah. You do. And are you yeah. finding, and then Chelsea, I'll let you speak on your own show, but are you finding that on these apps where you're like, it's about finding love, that there's just, the, the well is dry? Yeah, so I've got, the hinge tinder scruff and grinder so like the, the, those four and i do definitely use that's a nice buffet of dating apps right. i like your i like, <laughs> I like your choices i use hinge and tinder yeah more for dates but like i said like I, I i've had a handful of first dates and we never get past the second and i don't really know why that is sometimes the kinky stuff comes up on those dates sometimes it doesn't but I've only had like a handful in the past two years and that's just not a lot of prospects. Mm. Now, Chelsea, it seems to me though that Noah's just kind of dating. I mean, isn't that it? That you have some sex on the side, you have some dates and hope that they get to a number three and a four and a that and they won't until like the, the, it's the right guy. But isn't this kind of just the game? 
Well, first of all, Noah, you said something that is pretty negative, and I, you, there's no way that you know everybody in Minneapolis, and that you've experienced every gay person there, and that everyone that's available has you've already met. That's just not true. So that kind of thinking has like a negative pattern in your brain when you shut things down, and you're like, well, what's the point here? So you have to kind of wash that out. You haven't met everybody in Minneapolis, and you never will. And you haven't met every gay bottom or top. Sorry, you're looking for a top probably, and you want to have an open relationship. Right. That's what you're interested in. Yeah, that would be preferred. I'm open to monogamy. It's just one of those things that I know that I am needy. And so it's unreasonable for me to expect one person to be able to fulfill all of those things. But if they think that they could or would be willing to do that, I would be open to monogamy as well. Wow. Look at that. That's a great answer. I love that. You're being (laughs) you're actually being selfless about it because you don't want to put that onus on another person to constantly have to be penetrating you. I get that. That's very nice of you. (laughs) Sweet. But there are other. okay. so all the dating apps you've got covered, I would say continue on that. You're doing the Lord's work and that's fun. And you're going to meet people. (laughs) It might not be on the timeline that you want, but somebody's going to come along. That's also going to be wanting a relationship and you're going to find that person. But I think you should also cast a wider net. I mean, I know you're casting a pretty wide net, but in terms of not being on dating sites, like what kind of stuff do you like to do? There's like all sorts of gym shit you could get into where you're going to meet people, gym activities, whether you're into like volleyball or what, what do you like to do? So I'm actually heavily involved in the gay kickball and gay dodgeball scene. There we go. So I'm a captain of my team. Oh, the captain. (laughs) Yeah, it's so hot. I also like teach the rules to all the newbies. So every time we have a beginning of the season, all of these new gays or like new people that are playing the sports are coming to me and I'm teaching the rules. So I get to see and meet a lot of people that way as well. So it's actually how I met my last boyfriend, which we broke up in 2019. So Okay. Well, it sounds like you're doing everything you need to be doing. When was the last time that you were in a relationship? 2019? Yeah, we broke up in December of 2019. Okay. And you're ready to get into another one? Yeah, I think so. I needed a while after that one. And that was my first long-term relationship. And after that was the first time I realized that I could like actually have a relationship. Prior to that, I wasn't really looking for something long-term because I didn't realize that I was capable of it. And then it happened. And I was like, you know what? I really liked that. And Mm -hmm. it ended for other reasons. But I was like, I I enjoyed that. And I would like to get something like that again. How old are you again? Remind me, Noah. I'm 27. Oh, good. So you're right. You're right in where you should be doing exactly what you should be doing. Don't rush it, Noah. Okay. If you keep on this path, you're going to be just fine. Finding somebody, somebody, something, and you've got a lot of living to do, honey. Okay. A lot of bottoming for you to do. Got it? Don't bottom out. Don't bottom out. And also, you know, like if this is what you desire, a loving, compassionate relationship, write that down, write that down on and put it on your refrigerator and every single morning, write it down again, write it down to start your day. I am capable and deserving of a loving, healthy relationship with another man. And 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 just that is your mantra. Say it to yourself. Like manifestation is everything. It fucking works. People talk about stuff all the time by putting that in your brain activity. Not only are you changing your own energy, you're changing your thought process. And instead of looking at it as a negative, you have to start going, oh, I can't wait to meet the people in Minneapolis I haven't met yet. I can't wait to meet those guys. You know, there's a new kickball season and starting. Guess what's going to happen? There's a whole new crop for you. So, and anything you can add to that? I mean, it sounds like you're pretty busy and with all of it, but I mean, these are great qualities to have. These are great activities to be doing, you know, uh, captaining a kickball team.
team is a great way to meet people. But if there's any other sports out there that you feel like you're into, do that too if you have time. You're only just going to meet more people and make your life broader, healthier, and more well-balanced. Yeah, you're right. I'm Mm-hmm. Not worried about you, Noah. Not worried. Yeah, about Yeah, I'm you not all. worried about you, Noah, either. You're 27 years old. Be patient. Don't be in a rush. That's There's like, no rush. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no rush. This is going to come. You'd rather get the right person in time than to get the wrong person quickly, right? Yep. Correct. Yeah, I, that's the thing that I need to work on is the patience because I, I I think that way too. It's just like I I know what I want and there's no reason to compromise on that for right now because I'm not in a rush. And I want to say thank you for your AIDS poster in the background so that the first words I see behind your head are AIDS. Thank you for that. I am a queer historian, so I've got it all over my apartment. So, yeah. so Beautiful. Just to sort of put a cap on that, Chelsea kind of mentioned this earlier, but... Also, like putting that out there that, you you know, you're ready for a relationship. That's kind of what you're interested in next. Like putting that out to your friends as well, putting mm-hmm. it out there to yourself every day. But also like drop that into conversation because you never know who's like, oh, my gosh, I was just talking to this other person the other day about this. I got to connect these two. Sure. sure. Well, keep us posted. Let yeah. us know how it goes. Yeah, we'll do. Good luck. Good no, luck. You're going to be just fine. I have a date Saturday, so we'll see. How oh, it goes. oh great. You and your eager butthole. Okay. Thank you. Bye, Noah. Bye, Noah. I love Noah. I want only gay questions for Ross. (laughs) I know. I was like, is this too on the nose? I don't know. No, No. never. Right on the nose. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. 
a story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. (sighs) Good one, Dad. (sighs) Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we have another caller. This is Chloe. Chloe says, Dear Chelsea, I'm 28 and recently moved to New York to pursue stand-up. In 2021, I ended a bad relationship, and two weeks later, I lost my grandmother, who was more like a mom to me, and shit really hit the fan in a way that I'm now profoundly grateful for. I gained a lot of weight in the months immediately after the breakup and losing my grandmother. My weight is a part of my story, though, forever. I've been thin. I've been fat. I've been in between. I've made the decision to pursue weight loss surgery, not because it's an easy way out, but because I'm finally living my dream and just logistically don't have time for major weight loss if I also want to pursue stand-up and work full-time. I feel so grateful for my life not going the way I really clung to because I would never have started doing stand-up, which makes me feel more alive and in love than any person, place, or thing outside of myself ever has. 
But the thought of any surgery makes me feel anxious. I've done a ton of research and know that this is a safe and routine surgery, but I'm scared of being that 0.01% of fatalities. You know how hard the grind is trying to make it in stand-up when you're just beginning, and in the little time I have to myself, I'd like to start dating again as well, but I'm too scared to do so in a larger body. The world is just a lot kinder to you in a smaller frame. Weight loss surgery seems like a step that will let me have my cake and eat it too, figuratively speaking. Mm. I'd love to know your thoughts on my predicament and maybe what decision you would make if you were in my shoes. Chloe. Hi, Chloe. Hi, Chloe. Hi. Hi. Hi, cutie. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Well, you're in luck. We have our very special guest here today. Ross Matthews is here. Hi. Hi. Okay, you are so cute. We just listened to your letter. Girl, I feel you in so many different ways. I get it. Thank you. Yeah, I. this is great that you're here. I feel like you would understand. I know a lot about your story and everything. Well, I, I get it in so many ways in terms of like what it's like to be a person of size, trying to be funny, you know what I mean? Trying to get into show business. I understand about putting on weight when you're grieving the loss of somebody you love so much. And I understand the journey of wanting to try to be the best version of yourself you can be so you can be in the fight, right? Yeah, yeah. But I would tell you, Chloe, that just by like having this conversation with yourself and having with us, you're already in the fight. There's no right way or wrong way to do this. So whatever you need to do to get you where you want to be so you are ready to take on whatever's going to come your way, do it. And when you think about being the 1% or the small chance of something terrible could happen to you if you went ahead with the weight loss surgery, okay. But I mean, something terrible could be happen tomorrow. But I, I wouldn't be afraid. Don't go to the negative place. Do whatever you need to to get to where you want to go and be who you want to be. I didn't do weight loss surgery. It wasn't for me because I, mostly I was scared. <laughs> I mean, I only had my back teeth taken out, what are they called? Your um, wisdom teeth. That's like my most hardcore surgery. So it wasn't for me, but I understand it's unique for every weight loss is so personal for people. There's no shame in anything, but I'm so proud of you for showing up for yourself. Thank you. Yeah. I really wanted advice from people who aren't family members because I feel like their opinions are informed by their love for me and wanting me to be safe and not take that risk. But I know myself and like, it's just something that I've been struggling with truly since fourth grade, Roberta Morales calls me fat and it's like, okay, that's my narrative. Mm -hmm. I know Roberta. Yeah. So I just want to like take this thing away that has been torturing me for so long and I really I want to live you know and in so many ways I am I moved to New York and I'm pursuing stand-up and I am like living in a lot of ways and I feel brave and I love myself in those ways I feel like if I can do this thing that can just also help me feel like cute and sexy and cool then like why not and proud proud of yourself right that's yeah. part of it too yeah, I get it. Um, but I also want, you know, just as is, you are just fabulous as is too. You know what I mean? And you, you got to love yourself right now here today too. Yeah, I think it's a tricky endeavor to like think of one thing that's going to fix everything. You know, like people mm. do that with relationships a lot. They think if they get married, they'll fix the relationship. Or if they have a baby, they'll fix the relationship. And that works the opposite way. You know, whatever problems you have are going to be exasperated by thinking that there's a one solution. So what I would say to you is to not look at that as the end all be all. I think it's fine if you want to get that surgery done, but you should also 
work towards that surgery and get yourself into a really healthy place so that you're not just trying to remove whatever you want to remove, that you're actually actively pursuing the path that you want to go down, which is one where you feel a little bit more healthy and a little bit more fit, right? And you want to be attractive. And that to you means weight loss surgery. But on the way to that surgery, you should actually start taking really good care of yourself, you know, incorporating exercise, incorporating healthier foods, and actually mindfully working towards that goal. Because it's kind of like going in to get an operation without doing it with the right intention is something that can easily backfire. You know, you can gain that weight back if you're not mindful. You can go in and feel great for two months and then just let it all go to shit. I've seen people do that. I've seen people get lipo or lap band surgery and then they end up right back where they started. So it's a very intentional thing that you have to be mindful of. These are your goals. You want to feel good about yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. There is no shame in that. But you have to be on your own team in pursuit of this. You know, you have to get yourself to a place that is ready for the surgery. And you might even start to lose weight and go, wait a second, this isn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. And you might not want the surgery. Do you have the surgery set yet? Yeah. So I actually, I had a date and then just in the past few days, I pushed it back a little bit just to give myself more time. Like I'm, I quit smoking. Good girl. Just to like prepare, get my body as healthy as I can be. And then I also pushed it back because I was like, I do want to get to a place of more acceptance and self-love before I make that move and like spend more time in this body. But also, like you said, be more conscientious of what I'm, what I put in my body, get into an exercise routine. And it's hard. Like I was telling Catherine, I work full-time, I'm an assistant, and then I work a few nights at a comedy club. And then when I'm not doing those things, I'm trying to be at Mike. So like my life feels really chaotic and, but still, still just trying to be intentional up to that point. Yeah. Do you get any exercise in? Like, are you walking around the city? Yeah. I'm always walking. Those subway steps get me. I do like soul cycle when I can, but like. Yeah. I think just leading up to the, when do you have the surgery set for? Now it's the second week of January. Oh, you have plenty of time. time. You have plenty of time. I think that you should really try to get, you know, you can download one of those apps like Noom. I did that a couple of weeks ago when I had to prepare for a photo shoot. It doesn't matter how busy you are. The busier I am, the easier it is to eat healthy for me because I have less time to fuck around and like, go. oh, I want to actually taco from Taco Bell. It's like, no, I don't. I'm going to have this Epics bar or this protein bar or I'm going to make a shake. So take advantage of the fact that you're busy and use this time to get ready for the surgery and really start to develop some healthy habits that will be with you post-surgery as well. You want to get in the habit of walking everywhere. You want to get in the habit of eating healthy, not eating shit. Don't eat shit. That just makes you feel shit. It's not good for your brain and it's not good for your body. And develop all these healthy habits that will take you through the surgery and not drinking and smoking. Excellent. Do not drink or smoke before surgery. I speak from experience. I would also say to just make it a choice by choice, meal by meal thing. Eventually it all adds up and it becomes habit. You know, those choices start become the new normal. And, and you'll be so shocked how in, in between now and January, just by your actions and your choices, you're going to see results. Things will happen for you. And you may decide you don't need the surgery, but if you want it down the line, get it. I'm just saying the way that you're showing up for yourself now, having these conversations is impressive and keep it up. Yeah, I feel like, Honestly, once I set the date and pay the deposit, 
I got a second job just to save for it. Like those decisions actually did empower me to start making healthier decisions now because it's Good. it felt like more real. As you're kind of going on this journey and sort of figuring out what's right for you, I have a couple podcasts that I think would be really helpful for you to listen to. First is Half Size Me with Coach Heather. She's one of those people who like fits in one pant leg of her old pants and lost a lot of weight and kept it off for a decade or more. She takes the approach of slow and steady is the only thing that wins the race. It's non-judgmental. It's really, really helpful. And I just think it's a really great podcast to to be listening to. The second one is called Maintenance Phase. And the two hosts of this are incredible journalists, but they go about debunking a lot of wellness and diet culture stuff. They talk a lot about anti-fat bias. They talk a lot about being healthy no matter your size and why an individual's health markers are much more important than their weight in a lot of cases. So yeah, check out Maintenance Phase. Take a listen to both of those. They're sort of two different perspectives on the same topic, and that's why I think they'd be really helpful for you to listen to sort of at the same time. Yeah, thank you. I'm always listening to a podcast. Awesome. Perfect. I'm so happy to meet you, Chloe, and good luck, okay? And if I'm ever seeing your headlining somewhere, I'm going to come see you. Uh Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm like uh, five months in, so. Great. Good for you. That's so fucking brave. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. This has been crazy, and I love all of you. <laughs> uh, we love you too, Chloe. Thank you, Chloe. All right. We'll talk to you soon, Chloe. Bye. I still get that. I still get just being like confused with the weight loss and health and just thinking like, where do you even start? It's like a big pile of laundry. Like, which fucking piece do I fold? I don't even know where to start. That's what it feels like. It's just so confusing and daunting. I used to be so obsessed, obsessed with my weight, obsessed. And I'm still not better. I mean, I'm less obsessed, but I still have it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I'm getting ready for, I have a shoot on Saturday and for me to do a shoot, I can't even socialize. <laughs> like, But it's so, I mean, I have so much education in what is good for you that I know exactly what to do. I know mm. to space my meals apart, three and a half hours. I know to eat proteins, a little bit fat and a little bit of healthy carbs. And I know not to drink and I know not, you know. I get that. I can look at any picture from any decade and know exactly what I weighed that day. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> do you weigh yourself every day too? Every day, every day. When I when I put on, I don't. That's when it, this when I'm, I, I haven't looked, you know what I mean? When I, cause you know me, I call myself a weight detective. If I lose it, I can always find it again. This time <laughs> has been different. Like, because it's been, like, it's about accountability. You know what I mean? You know, at a certain age, you kind of figure out what behavior is going to fuck you up in the long run, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, right. you've been looking good for a while though. You haven't put on weight in a while, right? No, I haven't. It took you long enough to mention it. Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> I do look great. And uh, no, I really am feeling. Really I can't good. wait to do a reboot of Chelsea later so we can all just hang out and make fun of each other on the round table. Are we going to do that? Are we in? We're talking about it. We're talking. We're in oh, official yes. discussions. Yes. And we'll see what if the right thing. I don't know. I don't know where to put this or where it's the right place is for that. You know, if it's a streamer, mm-hmm. feels like network television is over in terms of late night shows. So I don't really want to put myself in that category. I want to. I don't know. I have to figure out if there's a if there's a right fit. But yeah, we're definitely talking about it. All right. Let's discuss it. Happy hour. We'll solve it. OK, we'll solve the world's okay. crisis in happy hour. <laughs> And then, I, and then I can give you all the dish. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we're going to take another quick break, and then we'll be right back with Chelsea and Ross. 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. 
It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what? Oh, my God. Speaking of terrible voices, like when I try to sing, I was doing a Peloton abs class yesterday morning and the girl who ran it, I don't know what her name was, but she started singing and I looked at my phone. It was on my phone. I'm on a mat in my I'm in this rental house in Beverly Hills. And I looked at the phone going, are you fucking kidding me? You cannot. What was she singing? She just tried to sing along to the song, but her voice was worse than mine. And I looked at her like she was standing next to me. And I was like, excuse me, you can't sing ever again on this app. And then she did it again. And this morning I got up and I was like, all right, which abs class am I going to do? And I, I was like, all right, she's out. Like, she, it's over for it. her. She tried to sing. See, that's the difference between you and me. I'd be like, what time are you <laughs> doing this again tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, I need to be here. <laughs> well, Roz, this is the part of our show where we ask if you have any advice you'd like from Chelsea. You know, I actually do. One thing I revere about Chelsea, I just respect so much about you, is that you have no problem, like, with letting it get uncomfortable with people. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody's acting a fool, you'll tell them. If somebody is a dick, you'll alert them. If somebody's in your space, you'll tell them. I feel like I constantly have to be human lubricant. I'm always just kind of like, okay, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. I'm trying to make everything okay, even if it's not real. Like, how do we become more comfortable with the with the uncomfortable? Honestly, I believe that there is a lot of dignity in being truthful and direct. It's undignified to pretend that something's okay when it's not. I feel that way. I feel like if somebody's acting in a weird way, like it's okay, there's nice ways to say it and nicer ways to say it. As I've learned over the years, it's not like, hey, fucking moron. It's like, hey, is everything okay? What's going on? Or this makes me uncomfortable. Or you seem like you're a little bit out of whack or this dynamic isn't working. Like it's good to set boundaries. People respect that. And I've become much more gentle about my confrontations. You know what I mean? Because I, I have heard you say, what, what's wrong with you, you fucking more? I've heard you say that. Of course. Before. I've, yeah, yeah. 
so even you have like sort of reformed how you do it. Yeah, because that doesn't feel good to the person. You know, if somebody's acting weird or somebody's encroaching on your physical space or your personal, you know, however they're infringing on you or that you don't like the way that you feel, there's no shame in saying, hey, I just need you to back up a little bit or I, I actually need a minute by myself or I'm feeling overwhelmed. You know, it depends. If somebody's a really sensitive person, it's always better to put it on yourself and act like mm-hmm. it's your problem, not theirs. But if somebody is consistently, you know, causing a problem or you don't like the way they're behaving, like there is a lot of dignity in being upfront and saying, hey, this is how this makes me feel. Not you are an asshole. You behave badly. It's like, this is not comfortable for me at this point. You know, I had to learn that a lot, especially if somebody is throwing daggers at you and you're in a fight, it is very hard to regain composure because you're in defense mode. And Mm -hmm. nothing in that area ever gets resolved. If two people Mm -hmm. are going at it, there's there's not going to be any come-to-Jesus moment. But I would say putting up guardrails, not to be overly guarded, but putting up guardrails when people have overstepped is a very dignified thing to do. And the person that you do it with will most likely respect you more if it's handled correctly. That actually is a is a big aha thing for me right now when you're saying that it's like respectful and dignified to be more honest with another person to sort of say, hey, this is the reality. This makes me uncomfortable or this needs to stop or this as opposed to just like ha, 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 and you move on. It's that's almost like undignified and, and disrespectful to them. I, I just find myself as I'm getting older and, and you know, becoming an, an adult and things, I find myself needing to have those kind of confrontational moments more often. And I'm tired of like wimping out. And, and just not doing it like a grown up, you know, so yeah. I'm, I'm really trying to force myself to have those uncomfortable. Wellington quotes, Brene Brown calls them um, courageous conversations, you know, that's what they call them. So yeah. I'm trying to force myself to do that. Yeah, because there's it, it is undignified to be fake. That's it. That's the word. Fake, right? Yeah. If we're not addressing it, we're faking it. Yeah. That's so lame. Yeah. Faking is lame. Faking is lame. Thank you. Thank you. Ch- Chelsea. I know you're unqualified to give advice at all, but you're very good at it. Oh, I love you, Ross. I love you. I can't wait to see you. You know what? We should go to that boat place that I love. I don't know it. I'll go there. Okay. We're going to figure it out. Wednesday night. Happy hour. All right. Okay. Let's keep that boat place afloat. Okay. We will. (laughs) Love you. If you'd like to ask Chelsea for advice, please write into Podcast at gmail.com. We have a special call for submissions this week. If you've done any sort of genetic testing and maybe made a discovery about a new family member or found out that your uncle maybe has a secret family somewhere or you found some health markers related to your DNA that have led you to take certain steps and investigate further, and especially if you'd like advice about what you found out in your DNA analysis, please write in to Podcast at gmail.com. Dear Chelsea is a production of iHeartRadio, executive produced by Nick Stump, produced by Catherine Law, and edited and engineered by Brad Dickert. And don't forget to check out Hello Ross, a brand new podcast from Ross Matthews coming September 29th. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 
Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Probiotics can be an important part of your daily routine, and they certainly are a part of mine, but sometimes they are a hassle to take. Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny, but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply, valid through July 31st. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not as sharp. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support at every price point. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, everyone. Chelsea here. We should be talking much more about women's hair loss. There are many reasons that hair loss can happen in women, from a number of medical conditions like anemia all the way to transitions like pregnancy or menopause. And that's where Zion Health comes in. They are hair loss experts who make getting treatment easy and accessible with both medicated and non-medicated options available. Go to xyonhealth.com to get started. 